It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it all night Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he is the Stallion, I'm the Enforcer, and this week we are actually joined by somebody who has a far cooler nickname than we do. We are joined by the alien, Chris Statlander. Chris, thank you so much for joining the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. I know you've had a long, brutal, arduous travel day, so I promise we'll make this as easy for you as possible. We really appreciate you stopping by the show. And um, quickly, you have probably one of the busiest weekends coming up um, next weekend of anybody I think I've ever seen in the business. Two amazing matches. But before we get there... I want to talk a little about you um, growing up. I know you have a very athletic background, a uh, gymnastic background. Did you grow up a professional wrestling fan? Uh, so funny story. I knew nothing about wrestling until I actually started training. Wow. Okay. So, so how? Yeah. So growing up, knowing nothing of wrestling until you start training. How do you? So then, I guess the question is, why did you start training? Okay. So I'm going to give you the whole story. So like I knew kind of like what wrestling was because my dad's a wrestling fan, but he like kind of stopped watching it um, because, my, you know, me and my sister were, were girls. So he's like, eh, whatever. Um, uh, but like I, he would show me things like Rey Mysterio because like he does all the high flying and flips and I was a gymnast and dad's like, look, he does the same thing. And I was like, yeah, cool. Awesome. And then never really paid much attention to it. <laughs> So eventually I went to a college in New Jersey where what in one of my classes, I met a friend who was a pro wrestler in New Jersey. And um, I decided in that first year of college that I didn't be in college anymore. So I kind of, I didn't drop out. I finished the year and then I stopped so I could go train and stunt doubling. And then he was like, Oh, we do shows on Long Island. Why don't you come? come to the shows and we'll see if we can figure it out with you. And I was like, all right, cool. So they brought me into the show and the first time I'm there, they're just like, yep, these are our women's wrestlers and you're going to be a, their manager. So I just kind of got thrown in, not really knowing what to do or what I was doing. They just told me like, Oh, these are your spots, do this, do this. And then that's it. So Literally, the only wrestling I was watching was the matches that I was managing, and that's kind of what inspired me to want to start um, getting in the ring and actually doing more of the physical aspect part of it, because I had trained in stunt doubling, so I'm like, I love that adrenaline, and I love that action, so that eventually got me into wanting to try it out, and not even knowing, like... Even at that point that I was managing, I was doing that for two years before I started training. So that's still two years that I'm the only wrestling I'm watching is the matches that I'm managing. And then it took me to actually start 
going to a school, which is Create a Pro, for them to be like, hey, uh, you should kind of start watching wrestling and, you know, understand what the hell you're doing. I was like, okay. So that's how I got into it. Wow, that is... That, that's definitely an interesting story. Most people you ask, like, oh, I grew up a professional wrestling fan. I wanted to be X, Y, and Z. I think this is even more interesting because you you were kind of there on the outside looking. And I don't want to say your dad forced you to watch it, but, you know, a lot of the stuff those luchadors did, I guess, really related to you because of your background. And just, wow, that is that is so cool. So I, you mentioned creative. You didn't even, like, show me matches. You just showed me, like, oh, like every Mysterio do this, like, one spot. It's like, oh, cool. All right, I'm going to go to the other room now. Okay, cool. I saw as, as much as I want to see, and then I'm good. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I was like, cool. Uh, for those that don't know, Creative Pro is a, a Long Island-based wrestling school. Uh, Pat Buck and Kurt Hawkins, a.k.a. Brian Myers, run the school. It is one of the best wrestling schools on the East Coast, period. Um, yourself were there. Um, MJF came from that school. Um, yeah. Actually, a young man that I went to high school with named uh, TJ Warren came from that school. Shout out to Warren. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Warren. Really good guy. Um, talk to us about what that was like. You know, I think that has to be intimidating for anybody going to a wrestling school for the first time, especially although you did have a knowledge of it based on the matches you were watching. What was that like stepping into Creative Pro for the first time? So. <clears throat> So, um, what happened was I, um, I went to a creative pro show, like it was a Sunday show. So I went to the show and I watched it first because some of the people that were on the shows that I was managing at were doing the creative pro shows like, um, VSK, Kevin Tibbs, um, people like that. So I was like, okay, let me go. Let me just go and see what it's about. I see these guys. I'll go see. And, like, I got kind of surprised them, I guess. They're like, oh, what the hell are you doing here? Blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking around. Maybe you want to sign up. So after that show, I went home and I emailed the school. and like, I want to start training. They're like, all right, come Tuesday. And then I showed up Tuesday and they're like, do you want to watch a match? Like, do you want like, do you want to watch like a day of practice? I'm like, nah, I'm going to just go right now. So I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and uh, I can't remember everyone who was there that day, but Pat Buck was teaching mm-hmm. and um, MJF was there my first day. Bear Bronson was there my first day. And, you know, you start off stretching and rolling and like, uh, it was a super beginner day, so we just started with basic stuff. And after the, the practice was done, everyone, uh, I remember Bronson was like, all right, so, like, you trained at another school before this, right? And I was like, uh, no, no. So it wasn't really, like, intimidating for me. Um, it was mostly just, like, let me try something new and see what it's like. And I just kind of, I had, like, the some, like, knowledge of like the roles because i learned how to do them in stunts and uh you know like gymnastics taught me a lot of like body awareness and being able to control my body and whatnot so like it wasn't like the hardest thing ever and i'm just super critical of myself so i was really hard on myself when i wasn't getting things right away but now i realize like hey i knew nothing about wrestling and it's not a big deal that i didn't know anything or like that i wasn't able to get things on the first try because I had no idea what it was. Yeah, and with your background, you know, I'm sure you had the physical part. I I don't want to say down pat, but the physical part came easy. And then I guess being a manager on the outside, the, the mental part of it 
probably wasn't completely foreign to you either. Um, you graduated the Creative Pro in 2018. What does it mean to graduate Creative Pro? Um, like, do you mean what goes into it, or? Yeah, like, for, like for graduating the school, does that mean, like, you know, you're no longer training as consistently? Did you pass, like, a certain certification? How did that work? Okay, so usually it's if you're there consistently for about two years, you kind of have a good mind for it. Um, you're, you're able to go to other shows and represent the school in a positive way. It's like, basically you kind of like get what you're doing at that point. Um, it's like kind of like, it's like a unofficial, like graduation type of thing. There's no like certificate or test or anything. You just kind of, it's like when Brian and Pat kind of decide like, all right, yeah, you're good to go. Kind of like you've earned your stripes and you know, you've put in the time and the work, you're ready to go. Yeah. And I think what really proved it to them is I guess because I was kind of picking it up quickly and three months into my training, I fractured my heel and I still showed up every day to practice just to sit and watch, which I think um, showed them like how determined I was to do good at it where it was over the summer too. So like three days a week, I was showing up 7 p.m. to like 11 p.m. just sitting and watching because obviously I couldn't do anything. I was on crutches um, for a solid two months. And I think that really like proved how much desire I had to get good at this thing that I had no idea what I was doing, but I still was trying. Um, and I would show up every day to practice. I would stay for the open rings also showing up to all the shows and uh, you know, just really putting my whole heart into it. And I was the first female graduate from the school. And it's been so important to me to, when we do have other girls to like kind of not like set a bar, but like, you know, you don't want to have just like mediocre female wrestlers coming out. Like you want to have like the cream of the crop and like just you want to keep putting out that good product. And I feel like, I don't want to say I set a really high bar, but I like to think that it's like, yeah, like this no, is the you type could of say, product. You should definitely, I mean, don't be shy. Take credit for everything you did because in such a short time, you've accomplished so much in your career. How quickly into um, your training at Creative Pro did you have your first match? So technically, like, if you want to add in those two months that I was injured, I was eight months in. I started training in March, and I debuted in November. Um, but, again, two of those months, I was, like, totally out. Um, totally out because of my heel. So, it's, like, six months in ring, and there's two months not in the ring, kind of. So, it's, like, I don't know. There's about eight months, I guess. Okay, and then you, I know you did a lot of work for uh, VPW, Long Island-based company, NYWC. Um, so, actually, when was the uh, – what was the date? Do you know, like, the year it was when you made your debut? Uh, 2016. 2016. I think it was November 17, 2016. Wow, okay. And, uh, actually, one of the first matches I saw you in was – believe it or not, it was recently – it was – uh, at Beyond Wrestling, please come back. It was one of the hardest hitting matches I've ever seen. It was you and John Silver. Um, oh yeah, that match was. I, 
I know people like to use the term stiff or whatever you want to call it. That match was just brutal from start to finish. The crowd was on their feet. I believe that was your debut for Beyond Wrestling. And yeah, and worked for BWR, but that was like the first Beyond. Yeah, and when you got the win in that match, spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched it, even though it's four months old, uh, <laughs> when you got the win, the crowd went absolutely crazy. What was that experience like at Beyond Wrestling? Um, so John is one of those people, he's Long Island based, so he comes to Creator Pro a lot. He does the Creator Pro shows and, um, he's like very friendly with us and he's been there, you know, throughout my whole start and everything. So I was like super comfortable and really happy. I was able to, or like he suggested working with me, um, Especially because he is one of the most under... Him and Alex Reynolds are, like, some of the most underrated wrestlers I know. And it's, like... It was just, like... I remember, like, I'm driving him because he's a little diva and he falls asleep. And he's just like, all right, what's your comeback? All right, what do you do? All right, we'll figure it out when we get there. I'm like, all right, whatever. So it's like, we're just calling this match. And I'm just like, all right, this is just going to be, like, a match. It's going to be whatever. And then just, like... It was just such a mind-blowing thing, like, hearing the crowd react and everything. And I don't know. It's just, like, you don't really know how it's going to be or, like, how exactly things are going to go over when you're, like, talking about it as opposed to when you're in the ring and you just, like, interact with the crowd and you feel it out there. It's a totally different thing. But all I know is that... (coughs) Excuse me. Is that after I won... My first thought was, I got to get to the back. I'm so blown up right now. I've never been this blown up before. I'm going to throw up in front of these people. I need to run away. (laughs) Well, I mean, the match was, I think it was about a 10 or 12 minute match, but it was a sprint from start to finish. If you haven't watched it, um, everybody check out Independent Wrestling TV. It's on there. It's on the uh, Beyond Wrestling service. uh, The whole show was great. Please come back. But then... That was October 1st. Yeah. October 31st, you had another match with uh, M-Dog, Matt Cross, a.k.a. Son of Havoc. I mean, back mm-hmm. did anybody have a better month of October than you did in pro wrestling? Um, it was definitely a busy month. That month, that uh, week where I wrestled Matt Cross, I ended up having a show. I had a show that I think, yeah, Halloween was on a Wednesday, and then I had a show Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Also, so it was like the first of four shows, and I was just like, "Oh my god, long week!" I had a really busy like month right there, but it was it was a a really mind blowing, and it was just such a humbling experience, like knowing how much trust Beyond Wrestling gave me after like just those two matches, and I I don't think it could have gone better. Gone better, like it was just crazy. No, and speaking of trust, that well, Beyond Wrestling and uh, WWR, Women's Wrestling Revolution, the trust they have in you. Uh, February 23rd, you're going to be back on the lounge. You're going to be in the NYWC arena against Lisa Marie Varon, a.k.a. WWE's Victoria. That is, I mean, I believe Victoria said earlier this year this is going to be her last year in wrestling, so she's going to do as many yeah. dates as she can. I mean, for you to have that kind of match with somebody, I, I, I don't think she's the whole thing. I don't think she's in the Hall of Fame yet. I, I, she will be, but yeah. if you have that kind of match, what, what is what does that mean, and how big of a match is that for you? Um, 
So I was actually kind of pushed into like somewhat name wrestling, like wrestling a name like very early on. Like maybe about a year in, I was wrestling Rosemary and Sienna and I was like super scared. And like after those matches, I was like, oh, this is like the easiest thing ever. And I kind of just go into it the same way I go into any other match where it's like, I'm going to just do my best and put it all out there because I like to go into my matches thinking I'm going to have match of the night and especially when I have that name value with it, it's like now I have to deliver even more, but it's just like, again, it's like having, knowing that I'm put in these positions because the promoter or whoever trusts me to do it is like the best feeling ever. I am so proud to carry myself the way I have like, to be able to do the things I do just because people trust me. And in such a short amount of time, I mean, the, your matches are just like, you, it's, it's incredible to think that you made your debut only two years ago, um, three years ago. Now, February 23rd, we said Lisa Marie Veron, AKA Victoria at women's wrestling revolution, February 24th. Uh, you're taking on the guy who's really good at Twitter, one of my favorite professional wrestlers in the entire world right now, David Starr. It's the uh, Beyond Wrestling Tre uh, Treasure Hunt Tournament. It's, correct me if I'm wrong, in the tournament, it's you, David Starr, Jordan Grace, Josh Briggs, Solo Darling, Willow Nightingale, Chris Dickinson, and Wheeler Yuta. Wow. That is, that is an eight-person, one-night tournament. What? How do you prepare for that? And what does being in a tournament with such amazing names like that mean to you? Uh, it means I gotta try even harder to win. That's what it means. That's fair. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> such talent in that tournament. Every single matchup should be entertaining. So the worst part is that um, the Friday before I'm going to be in Canada. And then that Saturday is the match against Victoria. But then I'm also doing the NYWC show, the Psycho Circus. I'm in the actual like Psycho Circus match in the main event. Oh, that's and then, right, because the yeah. WWR show is early in the afternoon, so the Psycho Circus is that <laughs> night. Yeah, so I'm doing both of those shows. I'm doing like the hardcore death match at night. And then I have to go to the tournament after those three matches and try and win that so it's gonna be really tough but i'm gonna gonna summon my alien powers and my my brethren from the beyond and pray yeah listen well we'll be there on uh we'll be there on saturday cheering you on but i mean to be put in a tournament like that there's just I, it's beyond wrestling is such an underrated organization i always kind of compare them to like the pwg of the east they have just such a a plethora of talent, and, and every show is, is just I, always delivers. I mean, a lot of the guys in Ring of Honor right now, NXT, the Biff Busick, the Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, all those guys came from Beyond Wrestling. Um, a couple of my favorites, Team Tremendous, are Beyond Wrestling stables. So if you're not familiar with Beyond Wrestling, independentwrestling.tv, sign up for the service. It's so much more than just Beyond Wrestling on there. It's WWR. Um, Alpha One, CZW, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you're not familiar with Beyond Wrestling, make yourself familiar with Beyond Wrestling. Yeah. They even have a lot of the matches up on YouTube, too. Like, I know they have me and John Silver on YouTube also. So that's for free if you really want to investigate. And they also have – I was looking at their YouTube service the other day. They have, like – 
10 million followers on YouTube, which seems unbelievable, but they do. I don't know yeah. how. I think that's amazing. They broke it. They broke the million follow a uh, million subscribers. That some of the matches they have up there, I can't believe how many hits they have. But a million subscribers, I think it's such a good idea to put those matches out there, you know, for mm -hmm. free to entice people to definitely check out the uh, the wrestling service. Now, I know you weren't a fan of professional wrestling growing up. Did you go back and watch some of the earlier stuff, or watch the stuff before you, or are you mainly just focus on what's happening right now? Um, I try and do both. I probably don't watch as much wrestling as I should. Like, I do watch, like, what's going on with WWE now, and I'm, like, aware of um, what's happening all over the wrestling world, but I'm so just, like, I don't even, like, I'm such a busy just in my life in general that I just, like, just to sit down and watch, like, a match or, like, just look up old stuff. I just, like, I feel like I don't have time to. There's so much that I would want to explore, and I just, there's, like, I don't I don't even know where to start. It's, like, I can't just, I don't have the time to just sit down and watch pay-per-views every night, so it's, like, I don't even know where to go. I would love, I haven't watched, I have watched some stuff from, like, the past, but... Don't ask me any history questions. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. I, I would not uh, do that to you. Listen, before uh, we let you go, tell everybody where they can see you, where they can follow you on uh, the Twitter, the Instagrams, the MySpaces, wherever it might be. Let everybody know where they can see what's going on with you. Um, so my Twitter and Instagram are both call me Chris Stat. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's all I have. I don't have a progressing tea store. Buy my merch at a show. Um, I'm going all over the place now, so that's good. Um, this weekend, I'll be at Nova Pro in Virginia, Pro Wrestling Magic in New Jersey. We have a Creator Pro show this Sunday at uh, the Creator Pro School. Um, and then next weekend, like I said, I'm, I'm in Canada Friday. I'm at NYWC twice Saturday, and then uh, Rhode Island on Sunday. And I have a lot more shows, and I just don't know where they are because I do not have my calendar in front of me. Well, so, but that's, that's a lot all the more reason for everybody to go to your Twitter page at Call Me Chris Stat and be sure to follow yeah. you where you're going to be. Uh, also, everybody, check out the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast at All Night Long WP on Twitter, on Instagram. Joe and I will be there uh, next weekend at the WWR show. Looking forward to catching that. We'll definitely be there cheering you on and looking to buy some merch. So if you see Good. if you see Chris Statlander anywhere at any show, go buy some merch. I mean, who else has a sick nickname like The Alien? Go buy some merch. The, the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, to be fair. The Galaxy's Greatest Alien. We need a pro wrestling T-Store. That's what we need. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I got to get more T-shirt designs first, though. You know, well, we'll it's definitely hard check back with you on that again next weekend, uh, February 23rd against Victoria for uh, Women's Wrestling Revolution, and then February 24th against David Starr. Everybody, go check it out. Chris, thank you so much for stopping by the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much.